TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 492, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Yusun, and I'm calling in from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. All right, let's start off with the news. First, we have that Tori Higginson has been up to series regular for season two of Transplant. Um, Terminator has been greenlit for an animated series at Netflix because, you know, we don't have enough Terminator. Uh, Wagner Moreau, I'm saying his name wrong, Mora has been tapped to star opposite Elizabeth Moss in Shining Girls at Apple TV. Masters of Air, which is a sequel to Band of Brothers, has cast Austin Butler and Callum Turner, also at Apple TV. Um, Single Drunk Female has been greenlit to go to series at Freeform. Single Drunk Female? Is that like... (laughs) I'm afraid what that's going to be about. Um, Woo Assassins, which was that terrible Netflix TV show has been greenlit there to do a movie, and it's set at Netflix. Wow, what the world always needed. Oh my god, that show was so bad. Is that the one with the Chinese immigrants in, like, San Francisco? No, that was Warriors. That was good. Woo Assassins was this goofy thing where, uh, I think there's magic. It was was just really, it was bad. It was really Mm -hmm. bad. Their bodies got taken over by... Another assassin, like it was like a weird thing, where it was a regular guy. It was a regular guy that was like a chef, and then his body would get taken over by an assassin. And then when that happened, he had super fighting skills, and he could just go through hallways and just kill everyone. And then he would be back to being a chef. It was it was awful. Or he could be just a super ninja chef, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Really go at those vegetables. Uh, Better Call Saul's final season has been pushed back and will air the first quarter of 2022. Yeah, it's going to mess up my rewatch plan. I was planning to watch uh, the last season and roll into re- my rewatch of uh, Breaking Bad. I was going to be like, final season, Better Call Saul, and then immediately start that but that mm. does not look like that's happening this year. Oh, sad. Oh, well. Uh Rose Leslie and Theo James are set to star in the Time Traveler's Wife at HBO. A and movie or a series? That's a very good question. I don't know. There's already been a movie of it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind watching a, a series of that. I mean they you know obviously they'll stretch it out. They have to, but I would, I would, I would tune into that. That sounds good. Was that? Uh, I mean, I. That's one of the few books I haven't. Well, not the few books. Like I've read um, all the books. It, the movie had, was it? Did it have Hugh Jackman in it? I feel like it had Hugh Jackman. Uh, did it, did maybe. It have, I don't. But anyway, anyway, I liked it. Uh, Animaniacs has been renewed for season three at Hulu. 
Because we're Animaniacs. They have bologna in their slacks. Did you know that? <laughs> I forgot. All right. I forgot about the bologna. <laughs> All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this was the first episode that they've had since the big conclusion of the Brandon Ralph story. So it was either going to be great or fall on its face. But what I really liked was they didn't do... I mean, they did not fall on their face. And I don't know if it was great, but it was a very solid episode. Um, But this time it was more about um, Chin gets to go undercover i i have to say i was yelling at my screen at one point because she her enthusiasm was great trying to learn about how to be an undercover agent that was all fine but then when she wandered into a case and started ad-libbing i was like what are you doing like i was really kind of upset with her um but she ended up handling herself really well so by the end of the episode i was less upset with her uh what did you think you um, yeah, you know what? I really like the show. And to me, it was like the epitome of sort of the culmination of all the good things about the show. Like every little aspect of the show that I liked, it featured. And, and like, I really feel like I'm not saying it's the best show ever in the series. I mean, cause there were some really good standouts, but I really wanted to say this because again, I mean, obviously people are listening to us and, you know, thinking, should I start the show? Do I like the show? Whatever. Um, I have always said this. It's not a garbage show at all, and it's not a Cinderella show. I don't, like, do chores or whatever, but it's really, we've talked about this before. This is no, like, NYPD or or S.H.I.E.L.D. or anything like that. It's not a hard-hitting cop show with these deep dilemmas and deep character studies. But I said this to someone the other day. I said, you know, because the show doesn't ask a lot of you. It's not super emotional. It's not super this or that. But honestly, I think the show gives you back so much more than it asks of you. It's like, I don't have to invest like a lot of energy or emotion, but it's really solid. So this particular episode, I'll be very specific. Um, it, with a cast as big as big as it is, and yes, it kind of sort of featured Chen. But what a good job that they did! They tossed out a little crumbs to everybody. Like you know, they followed up with the um, with the bike and the you know. Oh God, I forget. I don't know anybody's names. But, Jackson. Um, Jackson, yeah. Jackson and his, like, you know, boyfriend possibility. You know, so there's, like, a romance factor. I didn't like him with the actor anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. Right? So they followed – so, you know, they're still kind of – they didn't drop the storyline. Like, oh, we're just going to do some, you know, uh, virtue signaling, gay guy gets a relationship. No, it's, like, a part of his life, you know, and it's very realistic, meeting someone on the job. So them coming back with the bite, that was sweet. Um, they did a callback to uh, – who's Chen's T.O.? Um there was like a little story there with the whole oh, about like, his ex-wife uh, Isabel, right? Yeah, why? Like you know, and th- like everybody got something, and then of course Nathan Fillion's character. I mean, obviously Nolan. I should know his name, but I no, no, um, you know, I've said this all along. He's not the star star of the show, and it really works. Of course, he's you know, featured probably in some way in almost every episode, but they do a really strong job with all of the uh, supporting characters. And the last thing I will say is um, that uh, I actually even took notes. That's how much I like this episode. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, I want to talk about this. Um, ugh, I can't remember now, but I, I'm like looking through my notes and I, I can't find the second page. But anyway, the last thing I do want to say to like, just kind of remind people and stuff, you know, it's not, 
it's a solid, dependable show. It's almost never horrible. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's excellent, and other times it's just you know it's like mid level. It's like a it's like a mid level restaurant. You you know it's a it's a favorite of mine. I'm comfortable going. I know what I you know I know what I'm getting, uh, and it's really never disappointing. So it's a really solid show. And I also I like, like that they use humor a lot in the show as well. Yeah. Talk about good tone. Talk about good tone. They throw in the humor. It's very natural. Um, it doesn't, you know, break the flow of the episodes. But then they can still, ha- you know, handle issues. Not, like, right. super deeply. You know? You no, know, it's a great little show. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Snowpiercer. And yet again, uh, we have that, oh, my God, uh, Sean Bean is beyond manipulative and creepy. Like, you can't. He has, like, a forcible book club. Who does that? Where it's, like, mandatory to be part of his book club, and then he hands out the books that everybody has to read, and then you hear everybody grumbling, like, oh, I can't believe he's making us read this. And I was like, he's making you read books for the book? And then when he brings everybody in for the book club, everyone's terrified to give their opinion, because I was like, what if you get a bad opinion? Does he throw you off the train? Like, what? what's the penalty? Like, they were all legitimately, like, scared to give their opinion about these books. And then was one guy, he was like, oh, the husband was a terrible guy. And he goes, that's it? That's your opinion? I was like, oh my God, is he going to die? Like, <laughs> this dude, he is such a crazy he man. Make book club terrifying. Yes, who does that? <laughs> what, Allison, your thoughts. I just, I had to get my, had to get that off my chest. Book club. Yeah. All right. Well, I just, I just love the way. I mean, he, they, they really are making him like a, a cult leader. Um, I mean, we already know that there are characters who worship him in a godlike way, but the, the, he's, he's just made to look so much like a cult leader in that everyone is terrified to, you know, express their opinion or anything else having, having to do with, with that. So. The things that, that that stuck with me with this show is that they love to find ways to shock and appall the audience. And and in, in this particular episode, it was learning that death by caulking gun is a really Oh bad my god. Thing. Oh my god. I was just I was I was I couldn't even I couldn't even believe that they went there and it was horrifying watching it. They were as graphic as they could possibly be. And and I'm just like, why? It's like you were going to hit him with a knife. Where did he stab? He already had stabbed the guy like six times. It was like a prison, like boom, 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 stabbing. So he had stabbed the guy a bunch of times in his abdomen. So the dude was gonna die anyway. The caulking gun was just like what? And where do you even find it? Does he just? He just no. It was it was like he whatever the guy was doing. It was laying there. It was literally a weapon of opportunity. So after he stabs him and he's holding him down, he just reached over and grabbed it and then stuck it in his mouth. And I was like, what is, th- oh no, like that, it was, it was like that. I mean, I, that is, that is for, for anyone who doesn't know how those things work, either it's an expanding foam, it reacts with, to the air and it, it generates a, an absolutely impossible amount of heat as it's expanding. So not only is this thing exploding inside this guy's head, but it's it's frying him to death while he while it's doing it. Oh, that was so disgusting. It's just it's it's the most I, I mean I couldn't believe what I was watching when that it was coming out of his eyes and it was like oh, oh no. 
No, please stop. stop. <laughs> no, that's okay. And then on top of that, I the mystery of the episode is because you find out that uh, Wilford it has people at the front of the train, obviously, and he's given them orders to do a thing. And we don't know what it is, and everyone's just assuming he's going to try to breach the train, but he already has people on board, and so they kill people that are loyal to Wilford, which was I thought was confusing. So the 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 jackboots who were loyal to Wilford, he actually had them all killed, and I was like, did he have them killed because he didn't realize they were loyal to him, and he wanted to get rid of Muscle? I don't understand. Like, who, wh- what the heck happened? My take on it. And the thing is, the, the way he'd written it, it was it was something about a breach. He, he, they saw the word breach. Right. So they thought, oh, he's going to try to breach the connection between the two trains right. and the attack. And instead, he, he had some group of people who either had a secret way to get from one train to the other or were already... All right. They were all... Because they said they got a lantern... So they got the signal. So yes, those yeah, those so guys were already placed right. in, the, in the train. We haven't learned who they are yet, but they the the thing was they went after the breachmen. Oh, that the, makes you know, there's the two reasons for that. Even though the breachmen were super loyal to 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 Wilford, what they're trying to do is create uh, chaos on the train and make people think that that Leighton is is eliminating enemies right and in one sense they're right because i mean the one that they didn't know about you know of, of course is is the the drug lead the drug lord that, that, they, that got they got with. eliminated yeah. like i don't know what what that dude was thinking like he was like i know information and so i can blackmail anybody trying to blackmail people you need to think about this is the black the person you're trying to blackmail has two options one of them is to pay you the blackmail and the other one is to kill you so <laughs> My thing is, I never understood people who want who try to blackmail somebody because if they're desperate enough to pay you the money, they're desperate enough to maybe kill you. That is yeah. super dangerous, uh, like job description. Like that's and Leighton a- is in control of the train and some very dangerous people. I mean, the one who ultimately went after him was a guy who had previously been been up on charges of cannibalism. So you know, he there's. Going after Leighton and and threatening him like that is just plain stupid, and and so it it, it went the way it went. But um, I think what what Wilford is trying to do is try to to get people to not trust Leighton, and not believe that he's able to to run the train and that he's he's going to you know go after anybody who threatens him and blah blah blah. And so, also going after the breachmen, it makes the train harder to run. Because they're the ones, they're the mechanics. They're the they're no, the no. The breachmen aren't the mechanics. The breachmen are the muscle. That's what breachmen are. They were the guys in the big armor, and they were keeping the tailies under control. That's what the breachmen are. And when Leighton went to them and asked them to go back in uniform and help him, they were like, "No, we're loyal to Wilford. We're not going to do anything." So they hadn't been doing anything. Since since Leighton had taken over the train, they'd just been sitting around. Yeah, but I assume that they all they 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 had a dual purpose because no. remember when they had last year when they had a scene when they had the scene where the the car with all the cows um, right opened up and exploded. And they sent the breachmen in to try to to close it up and right. And That's true, but they they're not engineers though. They're muscle. I know they're not engineers specifically, but they're like you know they're they're like low level workmen. 
so they, they well they're, they're, they they're also the ones that have the tons and arrest people and stuff so they were they were more like i said i call them the jackboots but anyway now they're dead so, it's like, <laughs> so oh well Anyway, so it was a it was a good episode, but wow, it was really brutal. And my question, do you think that Audrey has totally flipped or is she trying to play a little of the middle? I think that this is this was planned. I think that she because she's terrified of him. Oh yeah. She really is. I think there's there was there's a level of attraction there, you know, danger and all of that. But I, but she is I think she's deeply desperately terrified of them and i think that the idea was to plant her on that side and make it look like she changed her mind and and you know they certainly didn't know about what was going to happen with the breachmen but they they were planning on having her come up with some excuse to stay and that worked even better so i think that i think the whole reason that she stayed is not because she's turned but because it's part of the plan so she can get I to I hope him. so. And yeah. she's in danger because, you know, she tried to get into that little Did uh, she actually get, I couldn't area. tell, did she get in or no? She did not get in. She managed, it was really stupid. I mean, she tried to unscrew this little thing with, with uh, a, you know, a tool while he's making drinks. And there's no way she's going to, she's going to manage all of that. Because she's got to change the wires. Yeah, she doesn't have time. Yeah, there's this, she's, but, but what he found um, she knew it, she never was able to get in there, and he found the screw hanging out. Yeah, so he's suspicious um, so he knows, now. Exactly, so he knows something's going up with her. So she's she's staying there, I think, because it's part of the plan. But I think she's also in danger because he oh, absolutely. Something. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, next up, I mean, thumbs up for Snowpiercer still, but it, oh, man, yeah. it gets super dark right now. Next up, we're gonna talk about Charmed. And we haven't talked about it all season, so I actually want to talk about the new season and the theme of the season. Um, so this season, it's all about, it was the conclusion of the humans with are stealing the magic of all the magical creatures. And the first two episodes were really how to deal with these super-powered humans who have stolen magic from all these super-creatures that they've captured, and that war. And they pretty much, in two episodes, defeat them, which is, you know... And you could tell that was supposed to be the finale of, you know, last season of Charmed. And so yeah. now the new season is more about the fallout from that, which they've now messed up the pool that gives all witches power. And so now all the witches are dying. And right. Well, that, have you seen it up to the most recent episode? I'm halfway through the most recent episode. Okay, because they do, they do find a way to fix that problem too. But that, of course, just leads to yet more problem. problem. Of course, yes, which is that none of them can get near each other now, or in fact, near. Oh, is that the sacrifice? That's the sacrifice. Because it was like the there was two things. They had to get the source, and then mm-hmm. there had to be a sacrifice. And they made it seem like the sacrifices. One of this, one of you are probably going to die. And I was like, "Yeah, that's not happening." So I knew it was the sacrifice was going to be something else. So the something else is now none of the sisters can be near each other. Yeah, I felt that they, you know, the sacrifice would be they would be, you know, non magical altogether. But they, but they that did that already. already. So, yeah. So they had to go another way. So now the the thing is they can't get near each other without getting like breaking out in hives and getting zapped. It's like they're it's like magical allergies or something like that. Yeah. Well, then how? So that also means they can't use the power of three because they have to hold hands to do that. Right. Exactly. So they're trying to find some some 
way to get around it and and some magical thing and they've just they've discovered that the source of this the reason they can't find a way to combat it is because it is so ancient that it goes back before any records were ever kept and and you know before witchcraft was really a thing and and so they're you know they're dealing in very very dark and very very old magics now um the macy and what's the white lighter's name Harry? Yeah. Harry. So that relationship is the only relationship I care about on the show. (laughs) Like, the other sisters have love interests and do not care. None of their love interests are interesting at all. Um, And Harry was so determined to, like, sacrifice their relationship because he's like, well, I'm a white lighter. My duty is to protect you. And if I'm with you, I can't protect you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, you knew that before you kissed her at the end of the last season. So what? I don't understand. So now he's like, I got to wipe it out of our memory. Like that was all he was doing at the beginning. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more running in circles. Yes. It's like, oh, it took us two and a half years to get them together. Now we have to have a reason to keep them apart. Shoot me now. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's, this is a candy, you could do laundry while you watch it show. Pretty much. Um, but I do really like Macy and I do really like Harry. And that's all the show really had. That's the only, like if the show was just about the other two sisters, I wouldn't be watching. And I have on occasion skipped over their storylines. Like, I'm like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> Um, but anyway, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about The Discovery of Witches, which is a show that I have not finished, but, and this got finished a while ago, and Yusin has insisted that we discuss it, so I will let her talk about why we must discuss the show, and keep in mind, we did already talk about the first three episodes, so everything else is open, fair game. Go ahead. Well, I definitely, definitely want to hear Allison's input. And because I, I finished watching it more recently than you, but also I did review it for the show to give it, review it for this show to give it a really fair shake. But definitely, Allison, jump in every time you remember something. Sure. <laughs> so, so, but here's what I will say, and and I didn't get to say it about the the show, The Rookie, but but it ties in beautifully. What I like about this show and what The Rookie did, because I didn't realize I was going to be the only one talking about Rookie, so I just like rushed through it, but it, it's perfect because um, what this show I thought did better, we've all been talking about this is Twilight for adults, you know what I mean, or Twilight better written or better developed or whatever. So the thing I really like about the show is the lead is definitely not... I know, Allison, I think you did talk about her being a Mary Sue for a little bit, but overall, especially in season two, because she's coming into her powers, she's being trained now, she went back into uh, history to get, you know, to get trained and really kind of come to her powers. And we learned through the second season that she's like the super, super powerful witch. Um, So excuse me. So in the relationship and in the show, even, I feel like the dynamic is very even. She, you know, she, she didn't have her powers. Yes. But like, she seems to have more control in her own destiny and the choices she makes in the show, um, even in the relationship, she's very much an equal. Uh, the plot, you know, ma- makes it a point to show that um, 
uh, Matthew has this blood rage thing, you know, which is sort of like, I mean, it is what it sounds like. It's like a rage fit kind of a thing, uh, which in some ways is really debilitating and, and negative for him. Um, and so she's not afraid of him. She helps talk him down. She like, so she definitely is his equal. And what I love about the show and what, what the rookie did, I, I totally forgot about this. You mentioned how Chen was going undercover, but the end of the show was fantastic where the three women cops were, you know, drinking wine and telling the girl uh, about being a female police officer. And Chen said a great line that talked about being strong as a woman and it, but like being, being strong, but like in a typical, like being more like a woman, meaning empathy doesn't make you weak. You know what I mean? And so for years we were getting these female lead action movies where I did feel I was happy that the women were being, you know, uh, featured, but their, their, their strength and their power and all this was still very masculine. It was very much like you're now, it's, it's a male superhero or a male action hero, but you're just a woman. You got boobs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we'll put you in short shorts or something. But this show, I think, I know it seems like I'm overstating it, but, you know, so many people love Twilight. But my biggest problem with it was it that she was a Mary Sue and really she was just very much uh, kind of a victim of her circumstances and didn't really show power. So this season, and I'll move on to the different episodes. I'll tell you, the show got so much better that I was speaking to friends and I was surprised how much they liked the show. So as the episodes went along, um, we find that um, she comes into her power. She helps Matthew. She meets Matthew's father, which, you know, at first, I think you alluded to this, Allison, that he seemed to come around to her too quickly. Um, but mm -hmm. I really like James Purfoy as an actor. And, well, I do uh, too. Yeah, right? I, I, and, and, and that's the thing. I think I think that... He made more of a character that otherwise would have just been really, really blank on on the page, and and he brought him to life and and made him someone who I actually could care about, and and so I think that 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 improved in that sense. I have to disagree with you on a number of points where uh, okay. where she's concerned, where the lead is concerned, because yeah, she's showing more power, but the whole point of a Mary Sue is that she does no wrong, um, not that she isn't powerful or that she's you know she's meek and mild um and passive but i mean she can she can have all in all the power in the world in fact mary sue's usually do have all kinds of crazy powers and the whole thing is that you know people may start out not liking her but then almost immediately and without any real uh evolution in that in that direction they just you know kind of give up and oh ah uh, she's okay i like her anyway you know and 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 you know everybody loves her and she does everything right and so far she's falling in that in that category to me as she's she's the weakest part of the show i like other elements of the show i like i mean uh, james purifoy's character i like i like uh you know the, the the mother who by the way is the source of the blood rage and that's why they, the others want to wipe out the line because they want to wipe out that disease from sure. from uh, vampire uh, lineages. Um, but you know, I think I and, and I think all of that is, is really interesting stuff. I just think so far she is the weakest part because they are treating her in very Mary Sue fashion. You know, she just she's one of these people who just falls into all this power. And you know everybody supports her, and it just it just, it just, it just it becomes really because, annoying. No, 
because I agree with you that the father situation was like that, but this, but Kit hates her. Um, the sister hates her. Like there are definitely, no, I don't, I, well, I, yeah, I mean, she, there, there are certain, they, yeah, there are certain like villain characters, but they're minor people and, and they get dispatched very quickly. You know, no, they're, they're not people who you have to worry about. I mean, Marlo is going to, Marlo, they they turned one of the characters, one of the characters um, is is the historical character, Thomas Marlo, and he's only got like about another year or two to live, historically speaking. Doing hand signals. So so not to cut you off, but I do want to push through because these are important aspects for me. I did not like Matthew in the beginning of the season. I was also didn't think that there was enough chemistry between them and enough like, you know, uh, you know, romantic sexual chemistry. I thought they did a great job picking it up at the end. I thought that, um, you know, they get married, which was really beautiful. There was some like, you know, uh, Harlequin romance, sexy time, you know, but uh, toward by the end of the season, I'm really rooting for them, right? And I, I love that they're back together. I find them attractive as a couple. I find him attractive. And I think we have to mention that because this is an aspect of the show. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't have that chemistry, you don't have that sexiness, then there's a whole half of the show that... So I, I, I don't disagree with you. There is a Mary Sue aspect, but I actually do think that they picked up giving her... Because there's that whole scene where her... Um, her uh her her phoenix you know what i mean her whatever it's called you know comes out guys 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 we gotta wrap this up we gotta wrap this up my final thing is my final thing is you mentioned this off show um you know the third season is coming they're they're clearly going back to present time i know that there's only three books so they're obviously going to wrap everything up and allison i'll say this for you because you said it is that the 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 show definitely keep, keeps you through to the third season. Do you know what I mean? You say it. Say what you said, because I thought that was great. You end it. Well, I, my my main thing is that I think that it, it points the direction into the third season, which brings us back to the present times. And I think that it's going to, to get better at that point, because I think this, this you know, trek back into the past brought us into, into uh, the, the whole point of it was so she could develop her powers and I just think it was it was an overly long side trip. You know, this should have been like two or three episodes. Instead, it was an entire season. And I think once we get back to where the real story goes, it's going to improve. That's what I, that's my hope anyway. All right, we're, we're done. We're done with this right now. We're done. End of Discovery, which is thank you for so much for the discussion. <laughs> you guys can talk about it and argue about it more uh, off podcast. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk uh, Resident Alien. And uh, this episode was, I don't remember, like episode four. What was interesting was uh, they kind of did a, I don't know if that was interesting, I felt a little cheated, where they did a time jump from the wife and him dropping the, the kids in the bags from last episode to this episode, the kids wake up at home. And apparently he's devised a method to get the kids sent away to some special school because he convinces the parents that this kid has some, like, all these problems. He can't recognize faces. And it was actually a pretty well, good plan. Not the girl, but the boy. Yeah, the, the boy. boy, yeah. Yeah, and that was actually pretty good, actually. I was like, oh, because he's never seen what he looks like. He only sees him as the alien. So they were like, who is this? He's like, I don't know. I've never seen that dude before in my life. So I thought that was pretty amusing. And then they have to come to a, a truce. Like, that was probably the best part of the story. The stuff with his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife, her trying to seduce... Like, I didn't Maybe understand. Maybe ex-wife. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what they're going with that. 
What? Well, because I you know they left out so much. We saw we saw their the relationship between her and the real guy um, start. We saw right. the beginnings of that, and I think that, that they took a, bad, a a wrong step there because you know it, it looks like the the guy whose place he took was a decent guy, and that's what, not what we want to hear. If you know if he's killed yeah. this guy, I want to yeah. find out that he was a jerk. That he was. It's okay that he killed him. Well, they do hint at the fact that he's running away from somebody. Like somebody yes. showed up and he's he's on the run. Yeah, yes. but it's it's you know I mean we don't we don't necessarily know what that is yet and so, so far he's coming off okay I mean I hope that it it ends with you know oh so he got rid of somebody who who deserved to die, but right now it just looks like he got rid of uh, you know a decent person. The thing with the 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 wife um, I was kind of dreading, but it just it it went in a really funny way. I loved when you know she was crawling in bed with him and he was like you know getting upset about this and then thought. No, this isn't bad. She's like a big warm ham. I am. I wrote that down for the show, Allison. I did. I wrote that down as a quote. Yeah, totally. And I was like, I just, I just lost it. I just, it was, it just cracked me up. So, and his, his, his realizations of what you know human sex is like and all of that was was all very funny. Um, but you know, I the, so there were there were elements of of the show that I really love. They all tie in, of course, with anything that has Alan Tudyk in it because he is incredibly funny and they give him funny situations and funny things to do. Where it drags is whenever they they try to bring in, you know, some touching human element with the other characters and I just don't care. What? Don't you care. don't care about the daughter that's lost and then the abusive ex-boyfriend and all of that? <laughs> Up with his dad, they threw that in. That was know, weird. Yeah, that felt yeah. weird though. I thought that That's was to humanize the sheriff. That's to make him not yeah, so much of a, a bad guy. But I agree. It's not with working. Wilson. I don't care. I don't care about you these know, people. I, I agree with you, but I, I, I'm, all, I'm gonna just let them keep trying. Win me over with the, you know what I mean? They won me over with the kids. Do you know what I mean? And I love that they didn't drag out. I really was that part I was dreading that they were somehow gonna be menacing him the entire series. But they've called a truce. Right. So I even that, like that was smart. You know what I mean? Like it was fun to kind of see how that was gonna play out. Um, see, I knew but, that they were gonna eventually get to that point. I am surprised that it happened as soon as it did. Because I figured uh, at I least for the first season, they'd be at odds before they finally, you know, maybe yes. at the very last episode, they'd find, I, you know, he'd try to save him or the other, you know, the other way. And it I, it looks as if it's, you know, the kids are going to do something to, to save him because they're introducing military people who could be a threat. Um, yeah, I like that's so. yeah. I mean, you made my point. Like I, I expected it to run the whole series and that they would resolve it in some way. You know what I mean? But the mm -hmm. fact that they did it right now, episode four or five, I think that's brilliant. It's great. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to see a whole season of that. But the other thing I wanted to go back to because we're always raving about Alan Tudyk, but it's the writing as well. Like they give him good stuff to work with. Like yes, he's like you know racing across. You know the finish line with it but like all like even the physical stuff like him when he was hugging his wife and he was trying to stick that piece of steak in his mouth physical comedy i just was like no you are not and i also could kind of relate a little i mean that beautiful piece of steak is on the fork people it's not even on the plate 
great, you know? He, like, so stuff like that. I mean, it's so ridiculous, but he pulls it off, you know? And then even, like, the, 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 when he was talking about, like, oh, I could have killed the kids, but then I would have been covered with blood, and then I would have to kill her or something. And then he was yeah. like, I am so good at this. He lands every line, but the lines are funny. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure the writers know his strengths, you know, and they're just like, we're just going to write for him. He's brilliant. Let's just, you know, he, he can, he, we can, he can work with this, whatever. So that I just, you know, I cannot stress that enough, but I want to say this because we haven't talked about this either. We have talked about what doesn't work with the show. I want to say two things. One is I didn't notice until this episode that they, it's a book ended. He's it's a voiceover, which I tend to hate. And it actually reminded me very much if, of, and this is crazy that it's so polar opposite. It reminded me of sex in the city. He starts by kind of telling, us what like the issue is going to be the message of the thing and you know kind of brings us in you know and then at the very end he does a he does a um a voiceover that kind of wraps up the theme about love and lying and being seen and connection and you know whatever and that last 40 show directing writing brilliance i know it sounds like i'm over like stating it i rewatched it because what they did was they used a soundtrack there was beautiful music you know when they when she was kind of seducing him with that uh, that famous nat king cole nature boy song which they messed up the lyrics at the end um but like you know where he's the music he turns around he stops and looks at her then he gives us the voiceover so there is voiceover there was a, they played a different song like american love or something then they interspersed it with actual cut scenes of the different characters you know what I mean? So there was soundtrack, there was a score, there was dialogue, there was a voiceover, like all of this stuff. And it was really poignant. Like it was it was legitimately moving, well-written. And then the direction of the editing, I was going to ask you, uh, Libya, what you thought, because I thought it was perfect. Like, and so for me, it's a really surprising show because it does have problems with tone. It does have problems with the minor characters. But what it does well, and I think it's a smarter show than than I think we're we're kind of we and maybe even the audience like that. People need to watch the show. I, I want it to keep getting better. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. But it is so much better than I thought it was going to be. And it isn't just funny. I think it is well written, and I think that it's it's a lot smarter than we're giving it credit for. All righty. Um, I think we're giving it just the right credit. Anyway, but let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about The Equalizer, which does not need to get credit this week. Uh, This is the third episode, and I'd say it's the weakest one that they've had so far. But that actually, I feel, is standard. That happens all the time. You have a strong pilot, and and you got to get your legs. So I'm I'm fine with episode three being not that great, to the point where I don't even remember what happened. What was the... What was the case? It was it was a guy who broke out of prison who'd been you know uh, oh falsely accused of a murder. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was every cliche from from every like seventies and eighties cop show that that you can think of. You know, um, it, it was it was just it was it was pretty bad. I mean, the dialogue was making me cringe throughout. People were just it was a cliche festival. It was like somebody had a giant book of cliches and they just kind of, you know, marked them off by number and put them in the script. And I, it just, it made me, it made me crazy. Um, I, it was not a good episode. I felt bad for the actors who were in it because I thought, you know, the, the, the people who were actually playing the characters were good. And of course it wasted the, the, the main cast talents of, of the main cast. 
um, Queen Latifah should not have to endure a script like this every week. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this was just like one off episode where, you know, this, they, I, had, they just got rid of all this. But I, I, I hope it gets better after, after, after this. this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this feels like a misstep. I agree. Go ahead, yeah. Yusin. Go ahead. I will just say this. I wasn't a huge fan. I think you guys like the pilot more than me. Um, I don't think it's a garbage show for sure. We've already talked about some of the flaws. This, I think I will probably keep watching on the strength of, you know, the the the, the, the likability of Queen Latifah. Um, I, I like the the movie, The Equalizer. I like this, you know, I like the story. But I do not expect it to get much better. This will definitely be a Cinderella show, a laundry show for me. I, you know, I'll watch it because, you know, I like it, enough of the characters. I like enough of the actors. It isn't a terrible show if it doesn't get any better i don't know that i will care you know what i mean like for me uh i i think i thought it, right when i first started watching the rookie it would be like this kind of a show you know it's like a lot of hackneyed plots a lot of you know uh stereotypical dialogue and stuff but i can't hate the show because i don't know that it's it, it's gonna it needs to not of course you want a show to be better than this but i don't i kind of almost don't need it to like I just I don't think it will. It'll be really interesting as well, the show goes on. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll be really I'm hopeful. It's like Purse of Interest. I'm Purse of Interest started off like yeah. this, about the exact Fair same enough. level, and then Fair about enough. midway through first season, it Fair became enough. a better show. So yeah. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. That's all I'm I mean, going to say. I don't, I don't think it's going to to get to Person of Interest level because Person of Interest had like a a subtext that to it that that even you could see the very beginnings of at the start, although they didn't lean into it until the very end of the season. But here, I think, I think we've seen what, you know, what we're going to see as far as the, the, how this plays off, you know, it's, it's the, the, the person who needs to be saved of the week kind of thing. But, but I think they're going to, uh, I do think they're going to introduce a bigger plot. I do. I hope so. I hope they do. And I also, you know, we discussed this before. I really, you know, the, one of the things that made this episode particularly torturous is that they really leaned into the family and the family is boring. Um, yeah. Especially the, the the teenage girl. I don't care that she's singing in Central Park. I, Wait, uh, was no, that? That, that, was, that was the episode before. That wasn't this week. This week? Yeah. That was, yeah that was, no, it wasn't. That was episode two. No. Episode two, she was singing in the park. Yeah, wrong episode. But anyway, I get your point. But we need, we'll move on. We have, I don't think we have anything particularly deep it, to say about this episode. So no, yeah. I'd rather, just, I'd rather I, I move on. They get, they get better. I hope that they lose the family because the, the, the crux of the show for me is Queen Latifah and her, her two buddies and the cop who she's bringing in. I do like that. I do like the cop Chris story. Not. I want to see more Chris Knopf. All right, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Bob Hart's Abishola. And this episode was interesting because I actually do like when they deal with the sun. Um, because I like him. I like the sun. I like his attitude. I like that he's super respectful of his mom. But he's still a teenager, and he is the most non annoying teenager I've ever seen on television. Um, yeah. And- yeah. And I mean, because he has personality with his dance troupe and all of that stuff, all of that's super interesting. But and and I like what like when his father was like, "Dancing is not masculine. Your mother has made you like this." And he was like, "Yes, father." And you could just just in the way he was saying everything, you could get like what he was really feeling or thinking, like under the layers. And I thought he I thought that kid did a great job. 
And I like that it introduced what I'm afraid of is where the show is like, is this going to be a kidnapping show where that he takes his son to Nigeria for the summer and then never sends him back? Like that's part of my fear um, because it feels well, like that dude would totally do that. No, at the end of the episode, they kind of all agree. The son says to the mom, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying, but he's only supposed to go Uh for the summer. I'm saying, oh, oh, yes, he goes and he goes for the summer. And then the dad doesn't send him back because the father is is very much about one. He wants to hurt Abishola. And two, he really only cares about his son. So once he has him in custody and night. I think they're going to Nigeria. Yes, that's right. Uh, I don't know what kind of extradition things that happen that she would be... Like, I was like, I don't know if this is going to become that kind of show. But that was my fear when... When he was... When they were like, oh, he's going to go. And then I did... The the tears were sad at the end. I get that. Well, I think what will determine that, what you just asked, is whether that kid books another show. Because I thought, like, as I was watching this, I was like... Oh, are they trying to get rid of him? Like, did he like leave the show? Does he want to leave the show? Because clearly, I think he's good enough to stay on the show. I don't think it's a choice. Like, oh, let's stunt the kid storyline. So I agree with you 100%. You know how I feel about kid actors. So uh, you just really hit the nail on the head that like he's really respectful and sort of you know just so not dramatic, and yet he's still an interesting character. Yeah, you know what I mean, it, he's still does a good job like making himself interesting and they you know and they give him colors and stuff what i really want to talk about though which you didn't touch upon is fantastic uh development it was hilarious but poignant at the same time about how uh, abishola is literally unable to access her emotions yes or her son's emotions that's true emotions in general yeah hilarious (laughs) poignant because that's what we're talking about. She's like, oh, I want to talk about him or, you know, I want to. And he's like, of course, how do you feel? And she's like, me? I don't want to talk about me. Just go talk to my son, you know? <laughs> and he was like, okay, you know? And it it's really still a reflection of their relationship. He's the softy. She's the hard ass. But they still, you know, but they work, you know, it's yin and yang. And it's charming in their relationship. They've, you know, involved the child. I do not like the father. And I don't even mean like the actor he's fine it's you know stereotypical i don't like that aspect of it and i thought he was gone when he was like fine i'll give you a divorce you know what i mean then he comes back and i thought oh no i was like i thought we got rid of him you know but it does seem like he's just going to take the kid and they're going to go off to africa for a while maybe and it's sad if the if the son isn't on the show anymore but i'm fine to be rid of of the father um but yeah i thought it was an excellent episode i thought it still stays funny but it gave us a lot of heart and also it really dealt with at, at you know a really i think strong cultural aspect of you know uh how how um children of immigrants tend typically tend to be very respectful of their elders you know and this kind of push and pull like it's dealing with a lot of uh issues that that are very real you know uh, like children of divorce and uh you know children trying to honor their parents especially if they're from a different country and then you know you know the husband uh sorry bob who you know typically would be technically would be like the new husband and the stepfather all of it i just i i keep wondering if the show is gonna sure there's little episodes here and there that aren't as strong but i feel like we're in season you know we're moving towards the end of season two or maybe we're just in the middle i think it's still a very strong season and i don't feel like the show has slipped 
Yeah, I agree. But let's wrap this one up. I like it. Yep. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Superman and Lois. And this was the season premiere. And I, I like the, I will say I like the actor from his Teen Wolf days. So I was really excited about him being Superman. I mean, he was Superman and on Supergirl, but he was basically, they wanted to make sure he didn't outshine Supergirl. So he was only allowed to do but so much. And so what I really appreciate about this pilot is they kind of let him shine. And um, he did a good job. I buy him as Superman. Um, His kids, borderline whiny annoying, but they have a purpose. And so their purpose is interesting. And the big conflict that the mom had, like, we should tell them. We shouldn't tell them. We should tell them. You know, all of that was pretty was was pretty good, though I don't know the explanation of why they don't know that their father is Superman, because he literally is just wearing glasses. Unless their glasses are magic, some sort of tech, that when he puts the glasses on, it's like some sort of camo shield, and then he takes the glasses off. Yeah, it's like it's something weird, because other than that, it makes no sense why his... Why I've, had, I've had, had it explained before in other versions that he has the ability to like make people not really focus on his face when he's Superman. So you know when he's when he's Clark Kent, all they see is this guy with glasses, and then they don't associate it with with Superman. But the thing is, if but does, when does Superman way, have mind control powers? I feel like that's mind control powers. The, yeah, but you know they've had Superman acquire all kinds of crazy powers through the years through the comics in fact they they got to the point where he got so powerful they had to they had to do something to to wipe all his powers out and just to bring him back down to to standard superman because it got ridiculous um i think because every every individual version of of krypton every color can do different things and make people or make superman acquire different abilities so um, yeah, so but, but the thing is, if you're going to go in that direction, then you have to you have to say something about it because the kids actually said we've seen Superman, right? You're, you're not him, exactly. And then suddenly he takes off his glasses, and it's like, whoa, Dad. right? Um, I was like, what like, is that? Are your kids? <laughs> Unless you actually say, okay, he has this ability, and and then you can then you can go from there. But you have to have that line in there saying. Okay, yeah, I have this ability, and and this is and when now I'm gonna take my glasses off, and you'll see who I really am. I think uh, it has something to do with the glasses. Yeah, but they haven't said it. Is our point? They haven't yes. said it, so I it's, think they, it's just... I think they're gonna have to. I agree with you, Libby, but I think I think they will. I think they will. I, they have to but, make reference to it. They have to. You know, I think we're getting getting back to the show in general. Sure. I in I I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I am not a big fan of the Berlanti universe. Um, I, I think most of his shows, I think the strongest of his shows was Arrow and that was only for the first two years. And then it, it, it got watered down into nothing and then got increasingly stupid. And I, most of his shows just kind of are, are twaddle that I really don't care for. I never got into Supergirl. Um, so this was, this was better than I thought it would be. And I think one of the things that impressed me. Um, which unfortunately also led into a problem later was was how real he was about Smallville. It's like this isn't your your father's Smallville. This is this is Smallville of 2021, and it's economically depressed, 
and people have left and they, they have a meth problem and you know, <laughs> the, the farms are being foreclosed on and Main Street is full of empty stores and people are moving away. And, and yeah, that's, 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 you know, kind of middle America right now. That, that that's very realistic, except how do you reconcile that with then turning around and saying, so now we're going to live here. <laughs> um, because this, it's like, because life is simpler. No, it's not. Life is really complex. You've, you've got to get a, a non-working farm into working shape. And that's more than just, you know, growing crops and stuff and having Superman run around planting things, you've actually got to make business contacts and, and, you know, I think, I think, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's so much about a simpler time. I think it's also once they realize that one of their sons at least is now getting his powers and that he almost kills some people taking him back to Metropolis could be super it's dangerous. Terrible. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's well, really more about why they're yeah, doing that's, this. That's a big aspect that's, of it. I, that's part of it. But you know, they have first of all, they've got they've got two kids. One of which is very social and he has in, in his entire life and education um, back in in Metropolis. I mean, and now you're going to uproot him and everything he was going to do, all his plans, you know, for the future. Um, and and drag him back just because you know the one child is who has emotional problems is developing superpowers. But so but you it, make it seem like the superpowers are innocuous. But he literally almost blew everyone up. It's which it's is bigger. True, but he, it's bigger but, than but, that. It's like you have to balance. Yes, one's kid's social, and maybe you you split it. But you don't want to split the family up. I really don't think it makes sense for them to go back into a city with a kid that could be a bomb. That makes no yeah, sense. But he can he can yeah, be a bomb out in the in the sticks too. He almost yes. killed people right, right there. Right, yes, but it's less no. people. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> that's really what they're seriously, hundred percent, that's what they're doing. Yusun, go ahead. Yusun, go ahead. I'm sort of more middle of the road. I'm sort of more middle of the road because remember, Clark said that you know, this is before his mom like realized that you know, or she died before knowing that her her his her grandchildren had powers. They they've already kind of set it up that the grandmother uh, or you know their grandmother, his mother, you know, was telling him to come back. Like there's a reason he needs to come back, and I think it's also because she was saying to Allison's point that the city this is emo super. Superman, first of all, everything is like gritty. The colors are shot very dull, lots of blues, lots of grays, you know. Um, it's got that Zack Snyder, you know, uh, visual effect, which I think is great. You know, I mean, it works. You know, they just shrunk it down for TV. Um, so it's, I'm not saying it's an homage, but that's the direction they're going. It's emo Superman. Allison's point was great about how this is not your Superman's, uh, your, your father, your father Superman, um, Smallville, yeah. you know, um, that it is, you know, a very realistic and gritty, you know, and that's where the show is clearly going. Like I said, visually it is, thematically, you know, the, all of it. Um, so I think they definitely alluded to the fact that, like, he needs to come back to, like, help the town, you know what I mean? And and not just have a farm, but, like, you know, clearly he's going to, they're going to get into the mystery of the banking, the big bad corporation, um, you know, to help revitalize Smallville. Like, I think there are multiple reasons why, you know, they've, they've decided that it's a good choice for them to stay. Um, and not just for the kid, but definitely I think that's a big reason. But, but that actually 
is also part of the problem for me, but in a little bit of a different way. I feel like they all kind of sort of made up and like made that decision in the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, that kid was so yeah, emo years you know what i mean and then he was so mad at him and then by the end they're sitting on a stoop hey son hey dad you know and like walking into the sunset together like that was a little that to me was a little rush i would i've been completely fine if it took them two or three episodes to get that kid to the that point but the one thing i want to say because we haven't talked about it because i'm constantly constantly going on about you know kid actors and this and, that. and these guys aren't kids i'm sure they're in their 20s but but the the crux of the show for me that aspect of it like i said this to olivia and i want to say because it was dramatic for me and it really won me over this was the thing that i was like okay i'm in when 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 superman revealed himself as as a, a superman and they you know in the plot and i watched the kids faces i was like how are they going to do this how are they going to react and, and you know the the look of sort of surprise and slight hurt and just wonderment and all of that and the vision Visuals of him lifting that truck and you know it's not really slow motion but really dramatically uh, the score is a little too much throughout the whole show it's a little too much but it was this perfect visual and then it was a tight shot of the kids faces and it was very uh believable and it was very dramatic uh it was slightly operatic and that's kind of what i want like it's a huge deal that your dad is superman um and i have to believe the kids i have to believe it otherwise because they're half the show like libya said they're clearly there's a reason you know so that to me is really the moment that the show won me over because i was really like is this going to be just emo depressing or is this going to be light like allison you alluded to like the berlanti shows and i feel like that I like the tone, I like the look, so I'm in. Like, I don't, you know, is it a great show? No, but they definitely got me. And I didn't love the ending. I thought it was a little too whatever. But as far as a pilot, I think it did its job. Well, as far as the ending ending is concerned, I thought that was interesting. You know, they were talking yeah. throughout the show about this, this bad guy um, uh, billionaire. And I'm expecting Lex Luthor, and instead they're talking about some guy named Edgerton. And I'm thinking, why go there? And I'm thinking, well, is this supposed to tie in? Because I know that, that he comes from, from the Supergirl universe, and they had a really weak, Weasley, terrible Lex Luthor in that. In that <laughs> so um, I guess they were avoiding that. But then by the end, we see this this character he's been fighting with, who's who's you know trying to to blow up uh, nuclear plants, and and who clearly has a thing out for him. And we see him enter, I guess, his own little fortress of solitude out in... I think it was just his ship. It was just his ship. It was a spaceship of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and and this, you know, computer that refers to him as Commander Luther. Yeah. Um, and so I, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what exactly they're going to go with that, because I still don't know how close this show ties to the other Berlanti shows. It's, it's supposed to be in the same universe because we've seen him on Supergirl. He's been on Super. Both of them have been on Supergirl several episodes. That's what I thought. But, you know, I mean, they, they you know, they already have Alex Luthor in that. And it's not him. So I'm thinking maybe he's from one of the universes that they destroyed because he does talk about how his world was destroyed. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he, this, although how he's existing, because is, isn't it supposed to be that you can't have two of the same people living well, when, in one when everything smushed together, when they actually collapsed everything down to one universe, stuff mm -hmm. was different because originally they only had one son, and then when everything got collapsed, they had two sons. They had 
twins. Uh, so, uh, and also, I think the, uh, who is it? The Arrow's, what is his name? Arrow's best friend, just blanking on his name. He had a daughter. Yeah, and she then, a daughter. And then it became a son. Then it became a son. Right. Uh, but that was Flashpoint. Yeah. But yes, yeah, still but same think, thing. But, but I think one of the things was that, um, which they did on Batgirl, was that if you have an iteration of one person in one world, and another another person from another world comes into it. They both they, they can't yeah they can't exist. They cancel each other out. But I think Lex Luthor gets killed in the. I don't in, they I don't remember exactly, but he's the main bad guy when they're trying to collapse all the universes, and he's the one that like messes it up, and they have to defeat him. And I don't remember how it ends. Somebody will tell us. But anyway, we need to move on. I never watched it, so I have to assume that maybe they they killed him so they could bring this guy in right. he's, he's clearly a, a, an improvement and i've only seen the back of his head so. <laughs> yes that's true all right let's move on um next up we're going to talk about wandavision and this was the penultimate episode but it felt like a hundred percent setup and i mean and it was appropriately titled it was called previously on previously on and i did like the flashback with the witch what's her name um agnes Agatha. 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 Agatha Harkness. Yeah, so I like that flashback to explain her origin story. I thought that was good. But all the stuff with Wanda growing up, if you watched all the Marvel movies, you pretty much knew all of that, except for when she goes to S.W.O.R.D. and she goes, she says goodbye to, to Vision, you realize that the guy that's the head of S.W.O.R.D. lied to us. Because he told us, like, in two or three episodes ago, that Wanda came and stole Vision's body. And then when we, oh, see, right, right. when we see it happen, she doesn't steal the body. I was, like, I was like, that's weird. I thought he said she stole the body. Um, so then that lets the mid-credits reveal make sense. Um, but, yeah, there was, the, there, was, there was not a lot of new information on the previous on. No, it's when it when it got I, close to the end. I was, you know, and, he, and and Agnes has got uh, or Agatha has got the two kids on, oh, on strangling on, them? On, a, on strangling them on the rope. And I'm thinking we got this entire episode just so someone could finally call her the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> really, <laughs> really, show that's what you did this whole episode <laughs> for. It's right, you, for the yes! last episode, we only have just so much time, and you did all this just so you could call her the Scarlet. So I was, I was kind of annoyed by that. I wasn't sure if I was going to be the only one, but clearly, we're all saying the same thing. Um, you know, I don't. I, it's not that I hated. Like maybe a lot of people did. Not everybody watched all of the MCU movies, whatever. But I really, I said, I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, you're not giving us really a lot of new information. And I, okay, I'll just make it concise because you guys said exactly what I'm thinking. I uh, love the 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 I guess the flashback stuff. Um, you know, yeah, fine. You want to remind us of like how it all happened and give us a little more depth about how close they got and and why she was so devastated. You want to do the twist reveal about how he lied. All of it. But really, when the episode ended, and it was a longer episode, I think it was like 44 minutes or close to 50 or something, when it kind of basically ended with two things I already knew. She's the Scarlet Witch. And that, like, clearly they wanted to bring Vision back. Like, I from the beginning, once he talked about it, you know, once he became kind of the bad guy, I knew that that was his ultimate goal, was to, like, reanimate Vision because he's a weapon. So, like, I watched that entire episode, and it 
it gave me absolutely nothing new. And it literally, you know, it was the two things I did know about the show was that they were going to bring him back, you know, and that um, and that she was a Scarlet Witch. So was it a terrible episode? No. Oh, it was fun enough to watch, I guess. But yeah, it, it was it really kind of was a way episode and and like allison said we only get what eight or nine they didn't next week is a, yeah episode. next week is the last I one i didn't i didn't know that he was necessarily going to bring vision back because we had been told that she made off with the body so i mean yeah, i suspect him, him stealing vision and turning him into something else um you know with you know into into a weapon you know that i thought of but i didn't think you know that, that he actually was in possession of the actual body you know that because we had been told otherwise right so i think you know and one thing that i thought that that just struck me you know when when they showed him at the end um you know paul bettany has been talking a lot about how there's this this surprise guest who's supposed to show up at the end and he's this really great guy who he's always wanted to work with all his life, and he has some really great <laughs> scenes together. And as soon as I saw the second vision, because people have been speculating, oh, who's that going to be? Is that, is, is that going to be like Magneto, or is that going to be Doctor Strange? So you're saying he's, he's going to work with himself? He's going to work with himself. <laughs> I just think that, he's trolled the entire fandom this entire time. And and that's the special guest star that we've been waiting. I'm for. still waiting for. Uh, I think Doctor Strange is still going to show up. Doctor Strange still might, but I think I think the the one the special guest star he had all these great scenes with, who he's always wanted to work with. That's that's going to turn out to be him. I think that's exactly <laughs> that's what he did. Which I and it just cracked me up when I saw it. I was just a really okay. All right, good points here's, for that. Points here's a first question. We think that Paul Bettany is wearing a muscle suit underneath his vision suit, or did he just like get super buff? No, I did think he, that's like, a out? that's a muscle suit. That's yeah. a suit. Yeah. That's yeah. A suit. Uh, I mean, why would you <laughs> have? Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: Chris Evans stopped working out and put on. He worked out really hard for the first couple of Captain America movies, and then he stopped and just was like, "Give me the suit." So oh, really? unless you're going to yeah. show a scene where he's naked or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he 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 very blatantly said he just started getting them to do the suit because the the amount of work he had to do to maintain that muscle mass and to look like yeah. that, he was like it was too much. He was like, just give me the suit. There's no way that Paul Bettany, was... the geek of all geeks, is is doing that that kind of ab work. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's, you say he's that. following lean. You say that, but what about? What about um, oh god, you know the Pakistani actor that I love. What about him? Yeah, he, he but he like had to. Yes, internet. yes, I know. But he was specifically. No, but you're just nerdy people. But your your point was just nerdy people being able to to convert. No, but I mean, like but the it's character. Possible. I know, but the character that he is playing, they told him he needed to muscle up for that. I'm pretty sure they did not tell I, tell Paul Bettany. But that's a whole different other thing. That's a whole. Let's move on. We're saying we're talking about Wandavision. Um, so I would say of all the episodes, I mean, I don't think this is the worst episode they've done. It's just in tone or whatever. The, the beginning ones were all set up, so they probably weren't, they weren't really that great either. They were just, but they were just set up. And um, this see, feels... I, I disagree because I loved it from the very beginning. I thought all of it was great. I, I, I thought I, some of it was I would slower. Say this was the weakest episode. For me, this was the weakest episode, but even then. I, I think it's because we went up here. I think I think part of it is also because we we had been riding about really high yes. on it, yeah. and it and it dropped us down. Is what I think. Last yeah. week, was great. last yeah. week was probably the best episode. 
Hopefully the finale like takes the crown. Exposition episode, you know, yeah. it was it was really like that. You know, we needed we needed all this backstory, and they just threw it into this one episode. And they, they were just like they they basically, I think, decided that they couldn't assume that everyone has seen the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and so it was literally yeah, what it says on the ten, which is previously on. Yeah, and they also they yeah. wanted to have a specific explanation as to why. We were hopping between all these these sitcom worlds that Wanda would have been way too young to have actually seen when yeah. it was on TV. Yeah. So they, they had to give yeah. us a reason for that, and that was fine. Um, okay, but... But, you know, it's, it's it was just... I, I thought they could have used the time better. Yeah. You said last yeah. comment before we wrap up. Okay, here's the thing that's crazy. The whole episode, though, was um, Ag- Agatha going... Why did you do it? Why did you do it? How did you do it? What did you? And I really thought, oh, maybe they're going to give like a whole different explanation or something. You know what I mean? But it was just basically, I was grieving and I like created it. Like I was just <laughs> like, that's what we all. Was. I know. I know. How did you do it? What are the ingredients? And it was just us watching her go. Oh, I'm so sad. Okay, boom. And I thought, <laughs> what is Agatha learning from that? That's not a trick. That's not any. But what I did think was really interesting that I didn't know because I don't read the comics was she was like, you're too powerful. Like you can't exist or something. I was like, oh, so she's going to take her down? Because you know what I mean? Like I didn't understand that dynamic. At first, all I was told was that she just wants to know her power, like get her power, have her power, know how to use the power. Um, so that was a twist for me. So I don't like it seems like she wants to take her down. So I don't know. Yeah, because she said, yes, you're an abomination. You shouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, That was a twist for me because I thought, you know, wanted her for her powers. Well, she wanted to she wanted to understand her powers so she could use it and do the same thing. And once she found out that she can't, it's not something she can learn. She was like, oh, I need to kill you. Well, but her Agatha, keep saying, yeah, Agatha's power is the ability to absorb powers from other people. And drain them dry if necessary. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's what she was hoping to do. And I think that that's what she's still hoping to do with Wanda. That's why she's got the two kids on a tether. She's hoping that Wanda will, you know. Allow her? Will, will, yeah, will attack her. And she'll use that to drain Wanda's energy and become, you know, uh, and, and get her powers. But I, I, I think that, that. Wanda is a little I, more powerful than I don't think, I don't think well, it still will destroy her, but actually, let's wrap up. We will find out in the finale next week. Yes. Woohoo! All right. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on sci-fi.radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.